You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast with your host, Maggie Magan. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, this is also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling book for small business and entrepreneurship. The good news is you can find this book in paperback as well as ebook. Just so you know which one it is on Amazon, go to Brilliant Breakthroughs for the small business owner. And the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. All right, and so we're not going to confuse you too much. The book that we're discussing today is Volume 2, which was released in November of 2018, and it's the one with the emerald green cover on it. So I want to say hello, rock stars of small business. You make the world happen. Uh, My name is Maggie Mongan. I'm your host today and creator of the book series, the Brilliant Breakthroughs book series, that's an annual business series and a number one bestseller for small businesses. And I am here to tell you, we are so thrilled to have you here today because we're interviewing the 2018 author, Susan White, who is also a number one bestselling author. And she is here today to talk about your business piece as well as your own peace, and finding it through your willingness to succeed. Welcome, Susan White. Hi, Maggie. We're so thrilled that you're here today. Are you ready to uh, impress us a little with some wisdom you have? Thank you. I'm happy to be with you, and we'll see how impressive I can be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, everyone, Susan's chapter. Now, keep in mind that uh, we have two Susans in the 2018 edition. We're interviewing Susan White today, and she wrote the eighth chapter in the book that's titled, Are You Willing to Be Successful? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So, Susan, you covered a good amount of ground in your chapter But there's so much more to talk about in understanding the success journey of itself, not not even talking about all the different flavors we have of what success is. So I'm thinking it might be a really good place to start with defining success and then talking about how important it is for us as business owners. Are you ready to play that way? Yes, that's that sounds like a great place to start. There's actually a, a subtitle in the chapter referring to defining success, and I asked some questions in that subchapter. Um, do you need an extra day to yourself between Saturday and Sunday? And how about those times when bills exceed the bank account? And don't we all wish we had extra cash on hand? And and do you crave recognition for a job well done? Or is it a simple acknowledgement for the passion that, that you pour into your craft? Um, how do you want to fill your days and evenings? Is it is it more with an interaction with people or more in solitude? 
So that's a lot of questions to throw at somebody in the quest to define success. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I, I completely agree. And, and this is a really great topic. And that's why um, you wrote about it in the book is because there, there are some factors of success, but then all of a sudden success takes on a really personal flavor. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the science of success before we add the art, which is the personal flavor. What do you want to what do you want to really make sure we understand about success, Susan? Well, the important thing in my mind is to define success for each and every person. So each listener that, that we're engaging with here needs to define success for themselves. And once it's defined, it will be an elimination of overwhelm and anxiety because we all work and our intention is to make money so i don't even want to go there in this conversation as using money as a um as, as a definition of success because what we're doing is we're actually looking at identifying priorities for ourselves in this particular chapter what i did is i interviewed three individuals and they each identified what success meant to them. Now, each of these individuals has a small business and they are successful in their own right. And one of my regrets is that I didn't identify uh, and interview a much larger group. I would like to actually go back and do that at some point in time because it would be interesting to see themes of success. Mm. Yeah, I bet there would be patterns emerging of uh, similarities, wouldn't there? Right, right. But for individuals who have a small business, I think it's very important to identify priorities. Um, couldn't agree with you more. Because for some people, having more time is valuable for some people like I mentioned having um, a more solitude or more interaction is more valuable that's what makes it so significant to ID priorities and like I mentioned before once your priorities are identified there'll be less of a tendency to be overwhelmed or anxious around running your own business so Susan, are you talking about <clears throat> priorities as in core values or priorities as in out of all the stuff I need to get done? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> both, both of those. When, when somebody is concerned about the things that they need to get done, if they're clear about what their outcome is going to be. It's just like setting a goal for ourselves. If we're clear about the outcome for the goal and we have identified and written that down, that's where mission statements come from, isn't it? I couldn't or agree more. That's where mission organizations, organizations writing mission statements so they're really clear about what they want to accomplish. So yes, in terms of the things that we want to get done, 
but also just, again, prioritizing what's really important in terms of core values and in terms of why I have the business I have. For example, um, I'm a therapist by profession, and I once met another therapist that viewed her success based on how many clients she could meet in an hour. And that just didn't resonate with me because I have a set amount of clients I would like to meet with per week. And whether I do that in, in three days or four days or five days means very little to me. I, I'm not as concerned about the number of people I meet as I am in terms of how much value they get from our meetings. Well, that makes sense to me. So you're working quality versus quantity. Correct. Correct. But this other particular person that I'm thinking of right now was was measuring her success based on the quantity of people she met. Not to say that she didn't provide good quality, because I do believe that she did. But the measure is clearly different, isn't it? I agree. So then the, the definition of success to each of you who do something very similar would be quite different. Right. It's unrealistic for me to think about measuring people in terms of how many people I see per hour. It just doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me to do what I do and measure it that way. I'm much more concerned about measuring outcome in terms of how people are feeling and how their lives are improving and, and how they're managing their challenges that they come to see me for in the first place. Right. So if we take that and we move down the rabbit hole a little further as to why that's important to you, it, it, it comes down to the fact that there's a particular value that you choose to bring forward as you're serving and wow that's that's important for all of us to remember is what really matters most to us and then how do we make that show up in our day-to-day -day business most definitely and one of the things that came up in my chapter where i interviewed three different people is the whole concept of self-satisfaction and that's one of the things that resonates with me and my business because I happen to love what I do for a profession. Um, it, it's about a fifth profession that I've had during the course of my life, and I do believe that it will be the last one that I have. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You're, no. you're an author now, twice number one bestseller, so maybe yeah, but, some new oh, writing an, in your future. Right, right. But um, self-satisfaction is huge and there are ways to go about finding out what you're really good at and what really resonates with you. Maggie, were you aware that there is an actual inventory that is administered? I know it's administered at our local junior college. It's called a strong uh, interest inventory and that's administered to find out what is really important to you to help you identify what your uh, self-satisfaction characteristics are? Did you know that? Um, I 
I don't remember the name, but it sounds similar. So I'm, I'm not surprised, but I'm glad to hear that it's being administered at a college level because there's such great inquiry as to who I am and what is important to me and how can I make a difference uh, right. at age. And, well, at any age, actually. It's just more predominant at that point. So the strong interest inventory is what it's called, and I know it's administered at our local college, and I know that when I was in my undergrad program, I had the ability to take it as well. So it's very well known among colleges, and for those of you who are listening who may or may not be familiar with um, what really drives you and what really feeds your spirit call your local college and see if they administer the strong interest inventory because that might be very helpful and help you set some realistic expectations for yourself. Nice, nice. So it's called the strong interest inventory, S-T-R-O-N-G. All right. Thanks for sharing that, everybody. There you go. Write it down and check it out. So one of the things I note about success is that we really need to be realistic about what we measure, the ways that we measure success and the standards that we set for ourselves in terms of success. In our last podcast, I think I mentioned that there are businesses that have come into my small town and they've been gone in a month or two. Now, I'm not privy to those businesses and what they were thinking and why they went out of business or any of that, but I have to question what the heck happened. Right. I'm, sure no, I'm sure nobody started out expecting to only be there two or three months, but again, a realistic expectation of what you think success is is going to be important. I, I think, um, Susan, do you see people who, because um, I, I know that you have business owners in your office doing sessions with you. Do you see some of them starting to launch their business prematurely? I can't say that I have experienced that but it is something that I would question if that's what happened to some of these business owners that, that have only been around for two or three months and then they go out of business. Um, that's one of the reasons that I wrote the chapter, are you willing to be successful? Because to have a business plan, something on paper, is very different from actually executing it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, every time I, I see your chapter title, the, the willingness is what gets me. And I always think of that commercial from back in the 70s or early 80s about the Dunkin' Donut guy that it's oh dark 30 and he's sitting on the edge of his bed going, time to make the donuts. Right, I remember that commercial. I think I think we all walked around saying time to make the donuts because it was such a popular commercial. Right, right. Oh, and, and that's just to your point, is the willingness. It was such a popular commercial. 
because it helped us, you know, face what we're dealing with every day. Right. And in terms of success, too, one of the things that I found is that sometimes people have internal motivators and sometimes there are external motivators for success. And that's all tied to what our expectations are. Okay, could you give us... Oh, yep. Okay, great. An example, please, of each? For for example, um, using using the example I gave before of the colleague I know, um, that's an internal motivator for her to see X amount of clients per hour. Nobody's setting that standard for her. Absolutely nobody is setting that standard except for herself, and I have no idea what it's tied to. So that's an example of an internal expectation as opposed to a social expectation. And, you know, uh, one of the things that I can think about in terms of branding and social expectations is when you order a pizza from Domino's, how long is it going to take to get to you? Do you recall, Maggie? Uh, 30 minutes or less. 30 minutes or less. That's a social expectation and a branding expectation. They've actually uh, formulated a, um, a, an expectation, not only for Domino's, but any competitor. That's going to be a tough thing to beat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Um, wow, you got me thinking about all sorts of different stuff right now. Right, right. And saying yes or no to something is an internal expectation okay, for example so internal is, internal is when we're setting or creating uh this expectation or a goal and it's our own self doing it versus uh something out there it could be the, uh an award that we want a chamber it's something that's more visible to everyone else right Right. A social expectation, too, can be tied to money, which I don't really want to focus on a lot during this conversation, because money is the fruit of success. And we can get into that much at a, at a later conversation. I just want to focus on defining success for right now. Okay, cool. All right. So this is really important stuff for us to be able to be aware of as we define our, what success is to us. Right. And in defining success, if we have our own perspective, doesn't that give us more of a sense of control too, in terms of what we're doing and how we're doing it? Yes. So <laughs> that's why it's so important to define success for ourselves, because we might have another pizza place that has a whole different branding situation that doesn't deliver in 30 minutes, but they're doing just fine. Right, right. Like um, success to one person could be their revenue, and to another person it could be how few hours they work a week. Correct. Correct. You've got it, Maggie. Okay. So that's so important to define success and to be very clear about what success means to each person who's in business for themselves. Yay. Okay, cool. Cool.
So this really becomes quite personal. Definitely. Unless we have a branding situation of a, of a local um, place like Domino's, I'm going to use as an example, um, who says 30 minutes or less. And of course, that's a small business franchise, but they're known nationally. I know. I don't know if it's international or not, but 30 minutes or less is the standard. And success is based on that standard. Well, I, I can tell you a long time ago, I was one of their managers. I ran a store and, and that is quite accurate. It's external, but it also becomes personal for the team to see if they can accomplish that. Mm -hmm. So it's very fascinating, this whole success thing as we start to unpack it. I just learned something new about you. I had no idea that you ran a Domino's. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah. and it wasn't the first pizza joint I ran, so that's pretty funny. Um, All of past, isn't it? Uh -huh. Yep, yeah. very cool. Love this. Okay, so I think we're getting the difference between internal and external, and that it, it really becomes a personal thing to us to inspire us, and thus the willingness. Cool. Correct. Okay, so what else do we need to know, Susan? Just that defining success is so important before you go into business. I would say that that's even more important than having a business plan. Defining what you want to accomplish, how you want to accomplish it, what the standards are, and what your personal perspective is and if it actually aligns with um, a franchise expect, uh, expectation, if that's what you're going for as a franchise, that's really, really important to make sure everything's aligned. And again, that's gonna eliminate overwhelm and anxiety when you're, when you're actually running the business. Okay, and I think that it's really important to say that doing this work proactively is essential. I see that as a business coach, that people start prematurely instead of having a few of the fundamental pieces together, like am I really willing to get up at three in the morning every day to have a Dunkin' Donuts um, right. store? Like we referenced about that commercial. So it's it's important and you too you have the opportunity to help people assess this, not just from uh, a, a therapist side, but also from the practical side, because you too have been a small business owner. For 11 years, I've had my practice. Right, right. So th there's great advantage to talking to someone like Susan to make sure that, hey, if you're going to take the dive, that you're doing it for all the right reasons. Uh, because this this isn't necessarily all sunshine and roses, as they say, correct? Correct. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. Um, I love this because we have several other conversations, in episodes to discuss and unpack this further and talk about um, a couple other points that were in your chapter. So thanks for taking us down the rabbit hole on these, Susan. 
Oh, you're welcome. I hope it was uh, helpful and, and impressive. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you got me on that one. Um, so listeners, here's how you can learn more and engage with number one bestselling author, Susan White. Start by reading chapter eight in the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. That's volume two with the emerald green cover and gift your business's performance by accepting the invitation she has at the bottom of her author's page. So at the end of the chapter, Susan has an author page. You can get to learn a little bit more about who she is and what she does. And she has a special invitation there for you. Take her up on it. Plus, we also have some social media sites that you can connect with Susan White on as well. So here's something really cool that you may not realize yet, uh, business owners, is right now you can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of it and Susan White by going to our books app. We have an app. Go to your app store and download it for free. It's Brilliant Biz Book. I'll say that again because it's all one word, Brilliant Biz Book. And you'll be able to find us. All of our podcasts are housed there. We have blogs. We have all sorts of really cool stuff there for you. And there's a neat bonus. It's called Ask an Expert in the app. And you'll see Susan White's name. You can click on it and type her question. It will get emailed to her and she will respond back to you. I think that's a pretty cool bonus for anyone. Don't you, Susan? Oh, definitely. And it's been very helpful too. Yeah, yeah. So... I want to take a moment to say thank you for your time and wisdom sharing today, Susan White. You're right. Oh, you're welcome. The pleasure. <laughs> and listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Until next week, shine brightly.